blitz. Wilson is sacked. Wilson, long throw, ball is too high and intercepted. Every year you dress up the cleats and tie them up to, to be your best, and this year was not that. Breaking news here on NFL Live. Sean Payton will become the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. Sean Payton's impact can be immediate. The reset button has got to be hit. This has to fix Russell Wilson. The work has started. How do we highlight their strengths? I'm learning about every one of these players, not just Russell. One word to describe today's show, spicy. You'll hear the comments. It'll make it all make more sense when Sean Payton speaks in just a moment. Welcome to NFL Live on Field. You see Ryan Clark. You see Adam Schefter. Tim Hasselbeck going to join us as well. But we start in Denver where the Broncos, as you just saw, had one of the worst offenses in the NFL last year. They ranked dead last in points per game and on third down conversion rate. On top of that, Denver was bottom five in sack percentage, total QBR, and offensive efficiency. They went on to finish 5-12. New head coach Sean Payton had a lot of criticism for last year's team. In this interview with USA Today's Jarrett Bell, he said, quote, of the offense, the offense, I don't know, Hackett, even Nathaniel Hackett, a lot of people had dirt on their hands. It wasn't just Russell. He didn't just flip. He still has it. The BS that he hit a wall, shoot, he couldn't get a play in. It might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. That's how bad it was, in quote, I said spicy RC. I think I might have been underselling it. What do you make of those comments <laughs> coming from Sean Payton, which directly or indirectly certainly feel like they're headed towards Nathaniel Hackett? Well, it's not about indirectly. Those are direct shots as at the former head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. And I understand trying to save Russell Wilson a little bit because we've heard so much negativity about him throughout the offseason. But Sean Payton was not in that building. And he's a giant in this game. Think about all the fanfare and positivity Sean Payton has received since joining the Denver Broncos. So a man that's accomplished that much, that's a Super Bowl champion, why are you punching down on Nathaniel Hackett? And to me, this makes Sean Payton look small. All we should be hearing from Sean Payton is we, we, we. What mm. we, the current Denver Broncos, are going to do to be a better team. What we are going to do to get Russell Wilson back to his Pro Bowl form. And what we are going to do to become a playoff contender. But all we're hearing from Sean Payton is they. And they, mm. as in the team that was last year's Denver Broncos, even pointing to some of the fanfare Russell Wilson received last year as to why the New York Jets could be in trouble. That's not Sean Payton's business, and I'm not sure if he's mixing last year's job as an NFL analyst with this year's job as an NFL head coach, but I need him to focus on his locker room. Yeah, I think that he's punching down because he's a Bill Parcells disciple, and he is talking to his team through the media. That's mm. what I think this is. He knows he doesn't need to share his feelings on Nathaniel Hackett or the job that the guys before him did. He knows that, and that's why the timing of these comments are interesting. He is having these comments come out when his entire team is in the building. He didn't make these comments in, in March. He did it so they hear it now, so that they know what the expectations are. And quite honestly, that everyone gets the message that there's a new sheriff in town in terms of how things are going to be done, how you handle your business in the training room, how you meet, what the practice expectations are. I think that's what he's doing. He's sending a message to those guys that whatever you did before isn't going to work and you're going to do it his way. 
That's exactly right. And he's trying to elevate the confidence of Russell Wilson and all the players on the team. He's trying to galvanize everybody and bring them together and say it's us against everybody. And everything that went on here in the past didn't work, and it's going to be done differently moving forward. There are people that took exception with him punching down, however you want to interpret that, at the Jets' offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. But he's thinking about his team here, and he doesn't really care. He's speaking his mind. And once Sean Payton gets rolling, he really gets rolling. He rips the NFL for the way they treat people, <laughs> the players who have been suspended for gambling violations. Mm. He didn't spare many people. He went after the people in his own building. The fact of the matter is all he cares about is elevating the confidence level of his quarterback, his players, and reestablishing an entirely new identity around a Broncos team that's been largely irrelevant in recent years. Shefty, he also cares about us because Sean Payton has given us all kinds of fodder today. If you thought he was done, there's more from juicy to juicier. Another quote from Sean Payton. It doesn't happen often where an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed, and that happened here. He means Denver. Part of it was their own fault relative to spending so much leap in time trying to win the offseason. He continued with this. We're not doing any of that. The Jets did that this year. You watch. Hard knocks, all of it. I can see it coming. First of all, I will be watching all of Hard Knocks. Jets head coach Robert Sala responded to those comments earlier today. I'm not going to acknowledge Sean on that. Is he? You know, he's been in the league a while. He can say whatever the hell he wants. But, uh, but as far as you know, what we have going on here, it's, um, you know, the. I kind of live by saying, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So hate away. You know, it's. Uh, Obviously, we're doing something right if you got to talk about us when we don't play you till week four. Can we get to week four right now, Shefty? What do you make of the back and forth taking place right now between two <laughs> NFL head coaches? Very rare that it's public. <laughs> well, who knew that Jets-Broncos was going to be the game of the year this yeah. early in the season? But here we go. We're all ready for it right now. But let's also be very clear about this. The Jets didn't want to do hard knocks. They went kicking and screaming right. and to use the right. words of their own quarterback, Hard Knocks was forced down their throats. They didn't want to do it. They didn't embrace it. The NFL told them, you're doing Hard Knocks. And so there they are doing it. But let's not let uh, essentially the story get in the way of the facts here. And we've got a great matchup between the Broncos and the Jets coming in the first quarter of the season. But, but let's be let's be honest with him speaking about what happened in the offseason to the Denver Broncos. That was the Denver Broncos doing. That was their quarterback and his social media team, the, the executives and the coaches of the Denver Broncos, allowing certain things to go on with quarterback coaches, offices, and all of these things that we aren't seeing out of the New York Jets. The New York Jets aren't attempting to win the offseason. It is Aaron Rodgers is taking 35 million dollars less that's not attempting to win the offseason mm. that's planning for the future getting a first ballot hall of famer and being able to fill the team around him yeah. we didn't ask for hard knocks that's the nfl <laughs> understanding what this team has the possibility of being and how can we produce the best show possible that's good for marketing yeah and so when you're showing peyton what i need you to do is worry about your locker room because tim is saying he's sending a message what's the message I'm an immature, petty little child. Mm. Is that the message we're trying to send? Yeah. And if you're Robert Sala, you know what? I'm not tripping on Sean Payton either. I watched Robert Sala play golf. 
I saw the polo shirt he had on. I also saw his arms. That is not a level of smoke that Sean Payton wants. So let's focus on his locker room, his coach, and figure those things out and allow Robert Sala to coach his team. It's, it's always amazing to me when head coaches invite drama, right? Because obviously drama can be invited from many sources. When Sean McDermott said what he said about Stephon Diggs during mandatory minicamp a couple of months ago, and now this from Sean Payton. You don't see it very often in the NFL. More news in New York, and RC just mentioned the new deal for Aaron Rodgers, but Shefty, what can you tell us about that new contract? Well, it's a situation that's very unusual, and I would say field almost unprecedented. I don't know that there's ever been an athlete in team sports who's ever voluntarily given back the amount of money that Aaron Rodgers has agreed to give back. He restructured his contract and essentially, as it seems, gave back close to $35 million in a pay cut. Now, usually when athletes restructure contracts, they're getting all their money one way or another. In this particular case, Rodgers is actually foregoing income to allow the Jets to go out and add other players to use it to try to build a contender to reinforce what they've tried to do there and to become a better team over the two years that Rodgers is under contract to them for. This is an unusual step. I think it's done in part because he's loved being in New York. He wants to help the Jets organization. And I think backhanded, well, he wasn't willing to do that in Green Bay, but he's certainly willing to do it for the Jets. I think Packers fans take a little bit of offense, yeah, probably. Chef, I was just wondering, if anybody has a Packers fan friend out there, I'd like to know what they feel about <laughs> Rodgers volunteering $35 million back over the next two years. All right, we could just do an entire show on the Jets or Sean Payton today because there's more news surrounding Gang Green, Shefty. They have a very notable free agent <laughs> visiting their team. Here is what uh, earlier what uh, Robert Sala had to say about Dalvin Cook coming to the Jets this weekend. So we'll never say no to a great player if it's uh, if the opportunity presents itself in the right way. So excited about him and his visit. Uh, it's really just being able to get have a conversation, get hands on him. I, I know he's got some things medically that would have to check out and all that stuff. But again, excited about his his visit and the chance to sit down and uh, talk with him. He's dynamic. He's a dynamic ball carrier. He's 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 been a, a dynamic ball carrier for a long time. He's great in the past game, and uh, you can't say no to a good football player. They usually find a way. Good football players, good for the team. Shefsy, what more can you tell us about the Jets and the potential pursuit of Dalvin Cook? Yeah, he's flying in today, Field. He'll spend the weekend in New York. It looks like he's going to meet with the Jets this weekend. And this comes, of course, right after Aaron Rodgers gives back money and creates more cap room. And we've seen other players do this. And inevitably, when one player seems to go to one place, other players like to follow. We saw a lot of players follow Tom Brady to Tampa. And I'm sure Dalvin Cook would have a high level of interest in following Tom Brady or uh, in following Aaron Rodgers to New York. And so we'll see whether or not he and the Jets can get a deal done. There is interest from other teams. New England's been rumored to be interested in Dalvin Cook. You know Miami. So it certainly seems like right now he certainly could wind up one way or another in the AFC East. Yeah. But the Jets will have the first chance to close that deal this weekend. We need to, by the way, have the and Bills get some interest, Tim, because I just need the idea of James Dalvin Cook and Dalvin James Cook playing on the same team together. Of course, they are brothers. Uh, what is the fit uh, for the Jets, though, with Dalvin Cook, Tim? You on board with this idea of him going uh, and joining Aaron yeah. Rodgers? Field, Field, you're the only guy that wouldn't get confused on his fantasy draft on those two players' names, okay? I just want to put that out there. I appreciate I that. My badge this. of honor. Here's the... the, the, the I look at the running back room of the Jets, 
and it's pretty good the way it is. Assuming Brees Hall mm. is healthy, and most of the reports on his health have been encouraging, they've got a nice, you know, running back room. Obviously, you see the full screen with Michael Carter. Uh, Bam Knight, you know, had a good rookie campaign as he came in. They drafted Israel Abanacanda. Was a really talented no, no, back right with a ton of speed out of pit, and so right you know I, I I just look at it, and you know as much as Adam wants to break the news on Burrow as we're talking, the re the reality is I, is I look at the, the situation <laughs> there, and I don't feel like it's a huge huge need for the Jets to add Dalvin Cook. All right, so you may have heard it over your TV already, but we're going to turn back to Shefty now because there is a potential. Major story here, breaking news into NFL Live. Shefty, out of Cincinnati, what took place just moments ago on the practice field? Well, Field, we felt it was important to get to this. When the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals goes down, we want to get to it right away. And Joe Burrow went down in practice, non-contact injury, carted off the field. Now, he did have a sleeve over his calf, and we hope and think that potentially it could be a calf injury. Here's a video of what happens here at practice when Joe Burrow is carted off just moments ago. But obviously, one of the best young players in the game, one of the best young players in all of sports, he hobbles off, he goes down, he's carted off. And again, when a quarterback of his stature, when any player of his stature, any player is carted off, that obviously is significant news. We will await further updates on Joe Burrow's condition, and we will bring you the very latest as soon as we know something yeah, more. Yeah, much more from our entire team as we find out more information on Joe Burrow. But it's just amazing right now that in the backdrop of him looking for a new contract, he's actually out there on the field right now. So many players are opting in in that situation where they don't practice until a new deal is secured. As you can tell, we've got a lot going on here on NFL Live today. That includes the latest on Jalen Ramsey, who also went down at practice for the Dolphins earlier today. We'll give you the update on their all-pro cornerback. NFL Live is brought to you by Miller Lite. Great taste, 96 calories. Taste like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Breaking news in the NFL Live and not what you want to see at the beginning of training camp. Here is Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow dropping back rather nonchalantly and then you'll quickly see it gets very uncomfortable. It looks like a right calf issue 
he was already wearing that sleeve on that cap. And for more on what we know, this was just moments ago, so the answer is not a whole lot. We bring back Shefty. Shefty, what is our limited scope of information that we have on Joe Burrow at the time? Field moments ago, the Bengals head coach Zach Taylor met with reporters and he told them that Joe Burrow suffered a calf injury a short time ago during practice. The calf injury led to Joe Burrow being carted away from practice. He said they would have more information soon and really, if it is a calf injury, that would be the best case scenario for the Cincinnati Bengals. He did have a sleeve on his calf at one point in time. Calf injuries or muscles. He could miss some time during camp. It wouldn't be a long-term issue, seemingly so, but that would be the best case scenario if Zach Taylor is indeed correct in his assessment that it is a calf injury for Joe Burrow, who was carted off from practice today. RC, a lot to unpack here. It's not just the fact that Joe Burrow is a legitimate MVP candidate. He's also on the precipice of what will likely be the largest contract of NFL history. That is a factor mm -hmm. involved here. What do you make of what just took place on the field here for the Bengals? I mean, you know, I think back to Kevin Durant a few years ago in the mm. finals versus the Toronto Raptors. He dealt with a calf injury throughout the playoffs, and then it was that one subtle movement movement that tore his Achilles. And so if Coach Taylor is correct and it's a calf injury, then both Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are so lucky. But when you're somebody like Joe, who, as you said, Field, is on the precipice of the largest contract in football history, in NFL history, not just for the position, but in total, you're scared. You want to make sure that you're healthy. And if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, you want to make sure your franchise player is ready to go going forward. But for the immediate, this is a team that is set to challenge the Kansas City Chiefs once again in the AFC for supremacy. And without Joe Burrow, that's an impossibility. Yeah, listen, if it's just a calf, as you guys said, then they've dodged a major bullet, you know, in terms of uh, what this could mean. Look, they're a Super Bowl contending team. In some people's mind, a, a, a favorite when he's the quarterback. I think what's interesting, too, is you heard him talk this week about, hey, why is he there practicing mm. when uh, he doesn't have a new contract? And he was clear. He's like, look, between missing time because of COVID, between coming off of an injury, I think he had appendicitis uh, during camp one year, he's missed time. And he strikes me as a guy, and he comes across as a guy that he wants to be in there because he wants to be the absolute best. And it's kind of one of those scenarios where uh, you could be, I mean, who knows? You have, you know, you pull a calf, you could end up being out a few weeks. And then next thing you know, the season's on us with very little work um, during training camp. Uh, and so that could end up being concerning. But uh, there are a lot of factors to this. Also, obviously, the long-term effect of what this means in terms of getting a contract. But yeah, I would expect that that field was dead silent when they saw him go down. And that's what's going to be interesting about this to follow here. Because Joe Burrow does get injured today, does get carted off, and he is awaiting to become the richest player in NFL history. Now, he'll say it won't matter, but there is a business side to this. And you have to wonder if this will spook him and prevent him from going back out on the practice field again until that contract is finalized. We've seen Nick Bosa yeah. stay away and not even report to the 49ers when he's on the verge of becoming the highest paid defensive player in NFL history. We saw Justin Herbert this week get his contract done one day 
before the Chargers took the field for their very first practice because of a situation of the concern that there always could be some kind of long-term injury that could affect you. So if Joe Burrow is going to get a deal done this summer that makes him the highest-paid player in NFL history, and he goes down today with an injury that leads to him being carted off, and we'll assume right now, as Zach Taylor said, that it's a calf injury. Don't you think that he's going to be even more careful and more cautious before he steps out on that practice field again until he has the richest contract in NFL history? And I think that that's going to, I think, spook some other players across the league who are awaiting their own paydays, right? It's a dangerous sport. We know they're always at risk. We get it. But when you see somebody go down, there's a real risk that it threatens the bottom line, and it's always about the bottom line in addition to the winning, and I think that this could have a chilling effect on when we next see Joe Burrow in practice. You know, Shefty, Tim referenced the thoughtful reasons why Joe Burrow is practicing despite the fact that he is this close to a new deal, and it's always the player's decision, but I do find it interesting that Nick Bosa, who you mentioned, Shefty, and Joe Burrow share the same agent. You imagine what the agent's probably thinking right now when one of their clients said, find me as much as you want per day, I'm looking for the big bag, Joe Burrow opting to play. I'm sure right now, uh, as you mentioned, probably spooked and probably will not be back on the practice field until that deal is done, even if this injury is extremely minor. Coming up, much more on this Joe Burrow injury and any kind of information that we have. But hear more about why Tim thinks the addition of Bill O'Brien and the Patriots' new offensive weapons can help transform the offense and put Mac Jones back on track to the path for success. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. ESPN Fantasy Football is the number one fantasy game, and with the season right around the corner, get your league started now at ESPN.com slash fantasy football. All right, time now for some top storylines here on NFL Live. We'll begin right in Cincinnati. What more can you tell us about Joe Burrow, Sheffy? Wellfield, here's the story of the day so far. Joe Burrow, the Bengals quarterback, went down with a non-contact injury in which he reached for his calf. He was carted off the practice field, and after practice ended, the Bengals head coach, Zach Taylor, told reporters that Joe Burrow appeared to suffer a calf injury. Obviously, there'll be additional testing, and we will bring you updates as they come through, but a calf injury would be the best case for the Cincinnati Bengals. Meanwhile, they did signed their defensive end Trey Hendrickson to a one-year contract extension through the 2025 season. He's had 22 sacks. 
the past two seasons, has been a big-time player for the Bengals, and obviously they want to keep him in Cincinnati. They will do just that. And earlier in the offseason, we heard that the Cardinals Pro Bowl safety Buda Baker wanted a trade, but the Cardinals have given him a raise. They've added incentives and a bonus to his deal, so he's not going anywhere. He had reported to camp. They weren't going to trade him. Real no drama or suspense there, but they did sweeten his deal to try to keep him a little bit happier. And today is the first day on the practice field for the 49ers quarterback, Brock Purdy, who underwent off-season elbow surgery. Now, they say he's been cleared for practice this summer. There are no restrictions. They're not going to practice him every day. He should be practicing every third day. They're very pleased with where he's at, and they're hoping that that elbow continues to improve and progress the way it has throughout the offseason. And if it does, he is on track to be the 49ers opening day starting quarterback. We spent all this time this offseason, Shefty, wondering who it would be in one day into training camp. There is no drama. Brock Purdy is the man as long as he stays healthy. Let's go from one coast to the other as we head to Foxborough and check in on the Patriots. We're looking to turn things around with quarterback Mac Jones and new offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien. Jones spoke to the media for the first time in camp yesterday. I think we're good. I think the biggest thing that we, we've all talked about is just having a fresh start. Um, I think there's a lot of learning experiences uh, from last year that we've talked about. And uh, this year, it's all about just working together, right? You got to come up with a plan and then obviously talk about it and then execute it. So I'm excited for that part of it. Uh, really just for me, just trying to be really consistent, try not to you know ride the wave and just stay my course. Uh, and hopefully everybody on our offense feels that too. I think Coach O'Brien does a great job laying out what we do well so far. And we're going to learn every day what we do well. And then from there, you just keep moving forward and execute the plan. So uh, definitely excited for that. For more on New England, we bring in the authority in all things Patriots. That, of course, being Mike Reese. Mike, what has stood out from the offense, at least, through two days of training camp? Field, I think this is really interesting. Every single play they have run has been in the red zone. Mm. And think about that. Last season, the Patriots were last in the NFL in the red zone. Bill Belichick also mentioned they hadn't worked on the red zone in the spring, so it made sense for them to start with it in training camp. And I also would point out what veteran left tackle Trent Brown said. He said, we're going to get back to traditional Patriot football under the offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien. He said O'Brien is bringing that attitude that Trent Brown loves. He says guys want to play for him. And I want to take you out onto the field field for one play that stood out to me today. In the red zone, obviously, Mac Jones scrambling around through an interception to Kyle Duggar. He immediately dropped down and did push-ups, almost as if to say to his teammates, guys, that's on me. And mm. you heard what he said. He doesn't want to be riding the wave. He wasn't riding it today, taking accountability for the miscue. Mike, great stuff. Good to see the uh, Patriots offense looking a little bit more like itself, even with one hiccup from Mac Jones earlier today. Because Jones really regressed last season. Look at these categories and ways in which he meaningfully regressed. Overall, this is his QBR. QBR overall against man zone blitz, not against the blitz. Third down, not good, that right side column. That left side column, pretty good. He looks as a rookie. It's all about 2023 now, though, Tim. And what are you hoping to see from this Patriots offense with Bill O'Brien now coordinating it? Look, I expect a huge improvement. Basically, that graphic showed us is he got worse on days that ended in Y. Like, that, yeah. that is amazing. 
to see because there was promise. They took, they took a, a RC when he was a loner with people. He got worse. That's what it says. Listen, it just he, they took a step back and look, they took a chance right. a year ago by saying, look, we're going to put guys at the offensive coordinator position that no other team in the NFL wants to put there. Well, now they've corrected that and they've corrected that with somebody who has been an outstanding play designer and caller in the National Football League. And he also is a no-nonsense guy will make, who will make sure that things are coached the right way. You combine that with the expectations that he sets with also probably improved talent around Mac Jones, I think we will see a significantly better passing attack and offense in general with Bill O'Brien back in New England. I think Tim doesn't want to say it because he's much too respectful, but they immediately got better when Matt Patricia was no longer in charge of Mac Jones's quarterback development. Mm. But then you bring in someone like Bill O'Brien that's not just competent, but he's been successful as an offensive coordinator in many places, a play caller in many places, and also a head coach for the Houston Texans. And let's think about what they've done from a skill player standpoint and roster. You go get Juju Smith-Schuster. And I know a lot of times, you know, people say we don't see color, but I feel like we do. We're missing that when they had the Julian Edelmans, the Wes Welkers, the Danny Amendolas, that they were great at the slot receiver. And that was something that Bill O'Brien prided himself on. Well, now you have Juju Smith-Schuster. It's a different body type. It's a different style of play, but he's still great in the slot, reading zone, getting open against man-to-man, -man, being a safety valve for someone like Mac Jones. And also, let's look at their ability to play 12 personnel, which is one back and two tight ends. You now have Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki. There's also been a report that Bill O'Brien is showing film of Aaron Hernandez and Mike and Rob Gronkowski which were, they were great together as a pair in the 12 personnel in the pass game. They did different things, they moved different ways, but they were such a safety valve and outlet for their quarterback, also creating big plays. I think the way that this team is put together now is put together for success, and Bill O'Brien is the right person to lead this offense. Obviously, it's a loaded division, but this Patriots offense feels like it would just be competent this year, and with that defense, that might be good enough for this team to at least be frisky. Of course, the AFC is loaded, no matter which division you are referring to. Coming up on NFL Live, the latest on the news of the day. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow goes down at practice. We'll tell you what you know, what we know, coming up on NFL Live. If you think you ran it in battle. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. 
Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. The NFL's Back Together weekend is happening again with all 32 NFL teams practicing at their individual training campsites. And Saturday, the NFL Live crew will have coverage from every single one of them from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on ESPN and from 1 to 3 Eastern on ABC. Back Together weekend is also available on the ESPN app and NFL Network. Breaking news into NFL Live and it stems from Cincinnati. As you see right here, quarterback Joe Burrow drops back to pass. Nothing crazy happens here, just sort of normal movements leads to this moment right here as he hobbles very, very gingerly and eventually sits down. Adam Schefter is here. What more can you tell us about what we know in regards to Joe Burrow? Well, Phil, after practice, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor met with reporters, and he told them that after the first day of practice, Joe Burrow is experiencing some soreness in his calf, and that is the reason mm. that he was wearing a sleeve on his calf during practice today to combat some of the soreness that he felt after the first practice of training camp. And then today, he goes down with what Zach Taylor is now saying is a calf issue, which, again, would be the best-case scenario. When you see somebody go down non-contact-wise, you worry that the injury could be to a lower area than his calf. But Zach Taylor right now seems convinced that it is a calf issue, which would sideline him. And this comes, of course, in lieu of the fact that Joe Burrow is awaiting a contract that will make him the highest-paid player in NFL history. And so, now that he's been injured, now that he's been carted off from practice today, you wonder if that will have a chilling effect on him returning to practice or whether he will wait to return to practice until that contract is done and signed. Think about this. His agent also represents Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa didn't even report to 49ers training camp and the team does not expect to see him until he becomes the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history. And so at some point, the two sides are hoping to get that deal worked out. And with Burrow being carted off today, I would have to think that we might not see him again on the practice field until that contract is finalized. Yeah, Shefty, I'm with you. I can't, even if Joe Burrow is totally fine and ready to practice by tomorrow, wouldn't surprise me if he just sort of stayed on ice until that deal is done. Tim, we don't know a ton about this injury so far, but... What do you make of the situation for the Bengals? Well, listen, it's tricky. And just to, you know, so people get why it ends up being important for a right-handed thrower. When you drop back, your left leg is your break step. Like at the top of your drop, you stop your momentum on your drop with your left foot. When that right foot hits the ground, it's an explosive movement if the ball is coming out quickly. And so, you know, you heard Adam kind of talk that there was some general soreness in the calf probably why he had the sleeve on. You think you're fine, but when you have an explosive movement, movement and in this case, the, the video of him escaping, you know, next thing you know, like you don't know when it's gonna actually, you know, grab you. And so, and then now coming back off of it, it's kind of a similar thing. So 
I think it's concerning, obviously, if, if Burrow decides to be a little more patient with it because of the contract or he just needs to be more patient with it. And, you know, I said this earlier. He talked a lot about, you know, having missed times, whether it was the appendectomy, which was about a year ago, it was coming off of an ACL injury, whether it's, uh, you know, a COVID offseason. He wants to be out there improving, getting ready. I think they feel like they are a Super Bowl caliber team. And so this obviously was not in the plans for Joe Burrow as they headed to training camp. The thing that's difficult, if you look at Joe Burrow and the way that his teammates respond to him, he's a football player. And I know quarterbacks get a level of special treatment because that position is so important to a team. But when you think of T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, all of those guys are in lockstep with him because he's one of them. And everything Tim is saying is correct. It's not just about him getting the reps so he could be the best he could be. It's his teammates seeing him out there on the grind during training camp, putting in the same exact work that they are. And I believe that's the reason he was there. And when you now have this injury for a team that's had to deal with losing Joe in year one, starting off training camp last year with him injured, and now him missing time again, it's starting to get scary for this team because they understand they are right on the cusp of winning it all. And in order to do that, you need Joe Burrow, but not only need him on the field available, you need him healthy and 100%. So I think this setback, and hopefully it is just a calf, will have him move forward more intelligently, understanding how important he is to this team, but also his availability is to this record-setting contract he's about to sign. Yeah, well said, RC. I and mean, there's not a whole lot we know right now, but just a reminder, it is a right calf injury. That, according to the head coach of the Bengals, Zach Taylor, if we get more information, we'll pass it along. Another developing story here on NFL Live involves the Dolphins and Shefty Jalen Ramsey left the practice field. He too on a cart. What more can you tell us about his injury situation? Well, Phil, he got tangled up today with Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Had to leave the practice field, and my understanding is he's going to have an MRI at some point today on that knee. And look. This is the scary part anytime any of these players step on the field, that there's always the risk of something happening. We see Joe Burrow go down earlier this afternoon at the Bengals practice, and we see Jalen Ramsey leave the Dolphins practice having to get an MRI on his knee mm. to determine how much damage, the extent of the damage that there is in there. Now, we don't know how serious the knee injury is yet, but he did suffer a knee injury. And hopefully everything works out for Jalen Ramsey and the Dolphins, and it's not a serious knee injury. RC, unfortunately, it's a day of injury storylines and developing storylines. We don't have yeah. a ton of info here, but again, how important is Jalen Ramsey to what this new-look Dolphins defense is going to be? Field, isn't this the risk of training camp or anytime you mm -hmm. take the field? You have these high-level athletes that you're depending on, like Jalen Ramsey as he comes over from the Los Angeles Rams. He's a top-notch, elite-level corner. He's played at not just an all-pro level, at a Hall of Fame level throughout his career. They were expecting to team him with Xavier Howard on the other side and have one of the best duos of cornerbacks in this entire league with a guy like Javon Holland at the safety position that I believe is a future star in the safety in, in the safety realm now think about Vic 
Fangio. And the reason you go get him and bring in this elite defensive mind, you're trying to make that jump to be a playoff contender and not simply that, but a Super Bowl contender. And you have that explosiveness on offense. They were going to be going head in head with the Tyreek Hills and the Jalen Waddles all camp sharpening their tools to get ready for that treacherous AFC East. He's extremely important to the way Vic Fangio wants to play defense, so his health is paramount for this team to be exactly what they plan to be all offseason. Certainly hoping we get some good news there in regards to Jalen Ramsey. If guess that defense has so much potential on paper, but if he's out for any period of time, it definitely changes the complexion of what they're doing in Miami. All right, still more to come here on NFL Live. We haven't had a chance to talk about him, but Saquon Barkley back with the Giants on that reworked one-year deal, and he spoke for the first time since agreeing to that new pack. Here from Saquon next. All right, back on NFL Live, time for some levity. Check out Saquon Barkley helping out this fan who signs says, quote, Saquon, my ex will take me back if you sign this. RC, this man is a relationship <laughs> manager. Hey, Saquon Barkley has to do this. He can also now be Saquon Barkley, the love doctor. That young man's ex-girlfriend says, if you go do this, if you make this happen, if you get Saquon Barkley to sign something before the Giants could, I will take you back. And Saquon Barkley, like every, man's would, every man would want to do, is helping this young man get back the love of his life. Relationship counselor. The man really can do so much on the field and off of it <laughs> as well. <laughs> As we also know, recently he made himself a bit more money as earlier this week he agreed to a new deal with the Giants, which includes $909,000 in incentives. Those are tied to his production and the team making the playoffs this year. He spoke earlier today about why he accepted the deal. What's the best thing that I can do? Um, and some people may agree or disagree with this. And, you know, it's a sit out or sit in. And I feel like for this year specifically, the best thing that I can do um, for myself would be coming back, uh, going out there, play the game that I love. I could sit here lying to you and be like, you know, I wasn't disappointed or I wasn't this and that and the third. I mean, that would just be a flat out lie. In my mind, I think it didn't happen because one, just being flat out honest, the tag, that's a leverage that they have. Um, and if I felt like it was something respectable, um, I would have took it. Tim, what would you uh, take away from hearing Saquon Barkley uh, speaking for the first time since that new deal, by the way? That he's got a new deal and he's still not happy. And yeah. listen, when you look at his value mm -hmm. to that football team, you can understand it. But I think at the same time, you also hear an understanding of what the running back market looks like and, you know, why yep. he's in the situation that, that he's in. And so... Look, I, I think in some ways hearing that, I feel like we're going to get a really ticked off Saquon Barkley that's going to play hard <laughs> yeah. um, and try to prove that, like, hey, listen, uh, like I just showed the league again how valuable I am. Like that's like I feel like I, I heard that coming out of his mm. chest. So um, that look, when you sign a brand new deal and immediately are kind of not happy about it, it, it tells you something. Now, listen, he did a great thing for the Giants organization, coaches, players. They got off this easy. Yep. Because this could have been a problem all summer long. And when you speak to executives on other teams across the league, 
I think where they're confounded is that Saquon, they believe, should have gone to the team and said, I will come back for the deal that he wound up signing, so long as you promise not to tag me again after right. the season. Wouldn't have cost the Giants anything, and I can tell you that people across the league were surprised that he didn't extract that promise in return for him reporting back to work. Yes, he's motivated. Yes, he's ticked off. Yes, we could argue he is the most valuable giant. But to not get that in return for coming in right on time, he did the Giants a huge favor in the end. Shefty, zero. That's how many dollars Saquon Barkley guaranteed himself in this new deal. He could rush for 3,000 yards this year and 50 touchdowns. If the Giants don't make the playoffs, he still makes the amount of money he would have made on the original franchise tag tender. I will say this, though, about Saquon. It's tough to talk about your contract. It's tough to talk about the running back market right now. That dude is so thoughtful with how he has approached this entire situation, saying some difficult things, but never, I think, being disrespectful, sort of submarining that entire organization. Let's go back to our top story of the day, of course, that being Joe Burrow leading the Bengals practice. Shefty, what more do we know about what took place? I think Sheffield may have lost his comms there, but Joe Burrow did, as you can see right there, hobble yeah. during a Bengals play uh, during look like 11 11 period today. Uh, after practice, head coach Zach Taylor said it's a right calf injury. You saw that right there, non contact. Certainly not what you love to see, but Sheffield, any more to add here to that Burrow situation? Yeah, well, here's the situation field. After practice, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor told reporters that after the first practice of camp yesterday, that Joe Burrow had some tightness in his calf. And that is the reason that he was wearing a sleeve on that calf to begin with today when he went down again and had to be carted off the practice field. Now, if it is indeed a calf injury, that would be the best case scenario. And it would obviously sideline him for a little bit of time. But you also have to wonder how long he would be sidelined in light of the fact that he's still awaiting a contract that would be expected to be the richest deal an NFL player ever is signed. It's also oddly coincidental that on July 26, mm. 2022, one year and one day ago, wow. Joe Burrow had to get an appendectomy that essentially ended his preseason, and one year and one day later, he goes down and is carted off with an apparent calf injury that could obviously prevent him from being out in the practice field soon. All right, I'm here to tell you right now, Joe Burrow will report to training camp on August 1st in 2024. No more of this late July stuff. We'll see you tomorrow <laughs> on NFL Live.